This is a podcast from Minute Media. This is a betting show. Do we got odds on whether the fans will boo Brady uh, <laughs> if he scores a touchdown or not? That is, uh, that, that'll be interest, interesting to see. This is Big Man Bets with the Hall of Famer, Orlando Pace, and perhaps the Hall of Famer to be in Nick Mangold on the ballot. Big week this week, Nick Mangold. Orlando, why don't you be the first to congratulate Nick on getting on the ballot? Absolutely. Congratulations, Nick. Uh, it's a hell of an honor, um, obviously, to be mentioned uh, as one of the greats of all time on the ballot. Uh, it's a process, so enjoy the process. Uh, sometimes it can be a long process, but for you, I think it'll be a short. Uh, you're well-deserving of, of the honor, man, and uh, all the best to you. Thank you. Uh, I really appreciate that uh, coming from the guy that I grew up watching and, and uh, idolized. You know, I really appreciate that. So thank you. No doubt. No question. Nick, let me be a uh, re- standard media guy right now. What does it mean to you to, <laughs> to, 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 to be on the ballot? Seven-time Pro Bowler, wore one jersey your entire career. Uh, it's, it's a hell of an honor, man. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's unbelievable just to be considered um, uh, to be a part of it. Uh, you know, going through the game, never even thought of it. Um, was just playing to have fun, um, and now it's out of my control, so uh, I'm not going to worry about it too much. Um, but it's just it's it's something really cool um, just to be mentioned in. Yeah. Well, congrats again, and. Uh... I don't know. That feels like a weird deal, like to enjoy the process of it, because you you want it, but you don't want to overthink it, right? I mean, you don't want to be angry about it if you don't get in, but 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 you're a human being, Orlando. You could probably speak to this. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing you can do as a player anymore. Obviously, you can't add to your resume any more uh, than you've already done. So it's really just up to the voters. Um, you know, obviously, Nick being a a seven-time Pro Bowler, uh, you know, obviously playing for the Jets and one team, a, a large market. Uh, I'm sure he'll do well his first time out. All right. Nick, any final thoughts for the for uh, the voters out there who's watching Big Men Bets because they love the show? Uh, yes, because obviously this is where they get all their information. Uh, vote for me, please. <laughs> <laughs> all right, gentlemen, it is Brady Belichick week. If you want to sit close to Tom Brady at Foxborough this uh, Sunday night, you can to sit in one, section 131, row 18. That's going for $12,199 right now. Uh, so, yes, this is a the fans are excited to see Brady's return here. I, I wanted to start as we get just move through this. Let's just uh, let's hit the top here as we have seen what's happened with, with Brady going down to Tampa and what's gone on with the Pats since he's left uh, bigger reason for the Patriots success, Orlando, who, who do you think deserves more credit between the two? Well, obviously I think it's Tom and just what he's been able to do being a six round pick, uh, you know, obviously fighting his way through, but then, you know, to do it over to play the position as a player uh, for 20 years um, at the quarterback position and still play at a high level. It speaks volumes to who he, who he is. Um, I've been retired for over 10 years, and he beat us at his first Super Bowl. Uh, so th- it's nothing but respect for what he's done in the National Football League. And him winning in Tampa last year kind of proved 
that he was a big part, if not um, a big part of, of, you know, the Patriots dynasty and their success. So uh, I think he's one up on Bill. I think Bill wants this game this week, this bad, no matter how, uh, how they try to take the high road, the fake high road and say all the right things. Trust me in that locker room, he wants to beat Tom really bad. Nick, he's eight and 11 since Tom left. Maybe that's unfair because coaches need talent around him and the, and the Patriots are lacking, but there's something to be said for eight and 11, right? There definitely is. And I think that shows the magnitude that Tom had on that team. Um, but I do think for as great as Tom is um, and the fact that he's played for as long as he has, and, and you know, he's won Super Bowls for two decades now. Um, I think there also was a little bit of the perfect storm of Bill and Tom coming together at the same time. Um, you know, I think the Patriot way uh, was defined by Bill, but led by Tom. Um, and, you know, I think that made it possible where you could have, um, you know, your star quarterback, who everyone knows is fantastic. I mean, we've known he's been fantastic for years. Um, and, you know, Bill's still giving him uh, crap about a practice or crap about, you know, game film. Uh, when you're able to point at that in a team meeting and say, hey, listen, you know, if he's giving it to Tom Brady and that's Tom Brady, um, I need to step up my game because he's definitely going to give it to me. So, you know, I think it just elevated everything. Um, and I think we're at what we're watching now uh, with Bill and a, a rookie QB um, is going to really tell us about what, you know, Bill is because I we all know he's a fantastic coach. Um, can he start over without the once in a lifetime Hall of Fame, you know, best quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, can he, you know, manage without it? And, you know, it, it's going to be a neat season um, to watch that all unfold. To me, that's just super interesting that here's Nick saying, I, I love that he's treating all the players the same, but I don't know. That's the quarterback. That's Tom Brady. Would it bother anybody in that locker room if you treated him differently? Yeah, I, I think that was the issue. And, and I think uh, Tom's trainer came out earlier in the week and said, hey, Bill was still treating Tom like a 20-year-old kid and, and Tom's a 40-year-old man now. And uh, so that Patriots way, you know, obviously at some point you have to give that, you know, you win, you know, six championships with the ball club. You can't go in and really criticize a guy who's had that level of success uh, and treat him like a 20-year-old guy. Now, I don't know how true that is, but uh, there was a reason for the departure of Tom and, and, and Gronk and all those guys. So, Maybe, maybe Bill's the Patriot way doesn't extend to 40-year-olds, right? And some point, at some point, you have to change a little bit, right, and uh, who he was. So. And if you wanted to argue on the other side of that, you know, four Super Bowl appearances, three titles after he turned 37, and, he, and he's treating him like he's a 20-year-old. So I don't know. Maybe it worked. <laughs> maybe it worked. <laughs> yeah. Well, how do you, I, I'm looking back at uh, your resumes against Brady, Nick, you guys did incredibly well against Tom. You, you beat him uh, his rookie year in, in, in Foxborough. You also beat him in the playoffs. You beat him in 08. Now that was Matt Castle. So you're beating Belichick in 09. You beat him at home in 10, 2010. You beat him at home when the Patriots were 14 and two, and you beat him in the playoffs. Maybe Nick Mangold and the Jets, are the actual formula here. What do you think, Orlando, for cracking the Brady-Belichick formula here? I mean, oh, come on. Oh, I, I, absolutely, man. I don't know if anybody has a better record than Nick and the Jets uh, against the Patriots, man. <laughs> I mean, you're shaking your head, but you guys did have some success against him, so you figured something out, right? 
Yeah, no, we did. And, um, you know, I think that playoff win up in New England uh, was kind of the, the pinnacle there, you know. But at the same time, we also took some terrible losses to them. Um, you know, there was the, the incident, as I refer to it. Um, you know, we had another game where they just absolutely dominated us. And it's interesting, you know, when you look at it, you know, it's always been a Brady led team and everything, but for me personally, it was, uh, having to go up and anytime you talk about new England, the first person that comes to mind is Vince Wolfer. Cause that's the guy I had to go against every time because they lined up in that three, four and he was right on my head, uh, for the whole game. Um, and so those battles between Vince and I were fantastic. But that's, you know, so everyone talks about Brady, but, you know, you kind of forget about the other pieces that are involved with that team. You mentioned the incident. Are we talking about the butt fumble? That yeah, you don't I refer like... to it as the incident. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I know. I, I, I appreciate your consistency. But, hey, Mark Sanchez is your guy. But it wasn't his fault, right? I mean, come on. Or somewhat his fault. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> and, and it was probably both their fault, both the running back and Marks, I figure. Um, and the worst part for the incident for me is, A, that I was involved with it. I wish I wasn't. But then, B, um, the guy who the running – or that Mark had run into, um, the proverbial butt of the butt fumble, uh, Brandon Moore, um, you know, he takes heat because he was the one who was blocking Vince Wolfrick at the time. And they were at a, a, a great stalemate and when against Vince – if you're in a stalemate, that probably means you're about winning because um, that's about as good as you're going to do. And so he's just doing his job. Mark runs into him, fumbles, you know, they score a touchdown off of it. And so he's always remembered as a member of the incident and he had nothing to do with it. And I remember we were sitting there, I think it was a Thursday night game. And we were sitting there Friday morning um, and, you know, ESPN was on in the cafeteria and they showed it and, and Brandon was sitting there and he says, oh, you know, that's going to haunt me for the rest of my life. I was like, nah, no one's going to remember that. Like, it, it'll be over. And he goes, do you ever watch, um, you know, bloopers from the seventies? I was like, oh yeah. You know, some of those are pretty funny. He goes, yeah, that's exactly what that's going to be. And I'm going to be the one getting run into for the next 50 years. So I was like, ah, nah, it's not going to happen. Next thing you know, it goes on for a year of the number one, not top 10. Um, they just had to retire. They just gave up because no, nothing was going to beat it. <laughs> it, it. It has stood the test of time. Uh, hey, Orlando, I don't want to slight you here. Your Rams beat New England in 98. You guys were only four and 10. Now that was Pete Carroll, but still let's, let's just throw you know, your history against the Patriots. Of course yeah. you lost to him in the Super Bowl, but you beat him that year in the regular season. Uh, that puts you at eight and one. Maybe that makes the Super Bowl loss a little bit more painful. Uh, you lost in 08. Uh, but only by a touchdown on a two and 14 team. So you're right there. And by the way, that does bring in your history because uh, the Jets beat you that year, 47 to three. That's the only time you guys played on the field. Does, does anybody remember that at all? Did, did you, did you guys, do you know that you were on the field that day against each other? Cause obviously you weren't lining up against each other. No, I, I don't remember that game. I think I, I, I guess I do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, when, it, when it, you know, two teams probably weren't going to the playoffs at the time. <laughs> You know, we're just trying to get through, stay healthy and, uh, you know, you know, try to win the game. But, uh, yeah, but you brought up the, the most painful loss, obviously, that Super Bowl when we, that really started, uh, you know, Tom's dynasty campaign uh, in the Patriot way. Uh, so, but yeah, it, it was a tough one. We didn't know who this guy was, to be honest with you. We're like, hey, we beat him earlier in the year uh, with Drew Bledsoe. And then, you know, obviously the next 
you know, the Super Bowl, we're like, oh, yeah, it's Tom Brady. They're rolling out a backup quarterback. You know, we'd be so, you know, we were confident. And then, you know, obviously he came out, did what he did. And Adam Vinatieri, you know, kicked the field goal to beat us, which is which is still painful to this day. And just last one here on it. In 2009, you're with the Bears and you go back Orlando to play the Rams. Now, that was, you know, it's last year for you in the league. And it's a bad Bears team that won 17 and nine, but you, you beat the Rams that year. Did that game mean a whole lot more to you than any other game on the schedule that season? No, I was probably two games away from retirement. So I was just like, dude, let's just get out of here. It probably would have been different, <laughs> which is true. I was like, I was sitting there thinking, you know, what am I going to do in retirement there? But it would have been different had I come back to St. Louis and play in the Dome. Um, and just be a part of that pot. You know, we were, we were in Chicago at the time playing in, you know, playing in, you know, Soldier Field. So it was different, uh, but it was, it was still a little odd seeing a lot of guys that I played against uh, that I was teammates with for a number of years and just playing against the Rams when you see them roll out. So it was a little different uh, for me just, just facing uh, the Rams at the time. So, yeah. Who do we think this game means more to? Last one here between Brady and Belichick, is it equal? Does anybody have an edge on who you guys think it means more to? Um, that's I think, that's it's, uh, I think because, it's pretty equal. Yeah, I, I would say it's probably equal as well. Like it just having, um, having Brady coming back to New England, I, I, I don't know what that environment's gonna be like. And, you know, I wish, you know, you said it was what, $12,000 for a seat, um, you know, um that's a little little pricey to get there to feel that environment but like as a new england patriots fan you have to i would believe i mean he won you so many super bowls you would have to be supportive of him coming back you know but then at the same time it's not on your guys's team so you you know then it's an away team i don't know like it's going to be interesting to feel that the spirit of the stadium like what's I feel like everyone's going to be torn. They're going to be like, this is our guy that brought us all these championships, but now he's on a, but now he's not with us anymore. Um, I, it's going to be, I'm really looking forward to just getting a sense of that atmosphere because I think for Bill and Brady, um, they both want to win desperately. So I think it's equal between the two of them. Um, you know, Brady, because he just wants to beat Bill and Bill because he wants to prove that it's not, it was not just Tom. It was, you know, him as well. So I, I think they're equal in that. I'm more intrigued by the fans. Like what's the stadium going to be? What's the reaction going to be when he comes out of the tunnel wearing the Buccaneers uniform? Um, you know, what's it going to be when he throws his first touchdown? You know, it, it's just, there's going to be that mix of emotions that I don't even think the fans, you know, I've talked to a couple of my buddies who are Patriots fans and they, I don't even think they know what they're going to think of it when, when they see it, you know, they've, they've watched Tom be in a, a Buccaneers uniform, but now that it's, he's in, uh, New England, it just kind of hits differently. So it's going to be – the fans are the one I'm, I'm most intrigued by. This is a betting show. Do we got odds on whether the fans will boo Brady uh, <laughs> if he scores a touchdown or not? That is uh, – that, that'll be interest, interesting to see. If it was me, I'd be cheering Brady for the record. That, yeah. that, that, that's where my allegiance would lie. Yeah. Uh, all right, let, let's move on, team, and we're all looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, let's move on to Pittsburgh and, and take a look at 39-year-old Ben Roethlisberger. For, first off, Nick, is he done? Is it over? 
You know, I don't know. They touted up that he was, you know, he had fixed his diet and he was really focused on this year and his body and make sure everything works well. Um, but it doesn't seem to take. Um, and so I, I don't know. I, it doesn't look like he's having fun. Now, obviously, when you're losing, no one's having fun. But, um, you know, there's got to be a, a, a point where you're playing and, you know, he's made – tons of money so I, I don't think he's playing for the money anymore I think he's playing just for the joy um and if the joy is not there I, I think you know you gotta you gotta admit that put your hand up and say listen I, I don't have the joy of the game anymore um I gotta call it quits so I, I'm not sure if we're there yet you know still early in the season but if we continue this path um you know it, it's not looking great for Big Ben Ben is this was his comments Orlando uh you know to, to next one like does he have the fire here Quote, I'm going to look guys in the eye and make sure no one else is quitting. I don't believe there will be any. We won't We won't quit from me or the coaching staff. So uh, there's something left, at least motivation-wise, I guess. Yeah, that, that could be considered fake news, too, uh, coming off a bad game, <laughs> big time. But I think I think the, the Steelers as a whole didn't do him, you know, a 39-year-old quarterback, and you get rid of three of his veteran linemen during the offseason – that's not a good formula for anybody, especially an aging quarterback um, who's been through, you know, years of battles and, and things like that. So they didn't do him. A, they didn't do him any any good any good deeds by you know getting rid of those linemen. And then they got to set them up. Uh, uh, you know, obviously they got receivers on the outside. They got to run the ball and play good defense. That's the way the Steelers have always had success. Okay. Do either of you? Move to sit him. You got Mason Rudolph sitting there. You got Dwayne Haskins. Is anybody saying, "Hey Ben, it's 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 time"? See, I think that's a, I think that's a tough one uh, for the Steelers organization to sit him because you better make sure that that uh, Rudolph is the answer uh, or Haskins. I don't think he's the answer, but you got to make sure one of those guys are the answer and they can go on and and, and push the ball down the down the field to some of those receivers. They have some talent on the outside at receiver. Uh, but those guys got to make those throws. And if you replace him, I don't know. I don't know if you can go back to Ben at that point because he's such an icon there in the Pittsburgh community. Yeah, you know, we saw that with the Giants when they sat down Eli. Um, and, you know, I think they put in Geno Smith, um, which to me was a, a crazy move because you knew what you had in Geno Smith. You should They should have put in uh, anybody. If they were going to do it, should have put in anybody else. Um but it just, it was not a good look. And, you know, I think no matter what you do, it, you need to have the discussion with Ben um, and say, hey, listen, we're either, you know, we're, we got to let you finish this year. I, I think that's where they're at, unless he gets hurt. Um, you know, I think sitting him down, an iconic quarterback for your organization, been there for years. I, I just don't think you can say, hey, we're, you know, we're at a point now, you know, especially as we get later in the season, maybe they get mathematically eliminated where all right, we're going to, you know, we're going to sit you and we're going to put you down. Um, it, it just, it, it's not going to go over well, even, you know, even if they are terrible, it's just not going to go over well uh, with the Steeler fan base. And, you know, it, it's just, they put themselves in a bad spot and you hate to see, um, you know, as guys get older and, and, you know, they're getting towards the end of their career, um, especially as a quarterback, because you're so, visible and you're, you're the face of the franchise um, that, you know, it, it, time comes for everybody. Um, and, you know, except for Tom Brady, uh, time is yet to come <laughs> for Tom Brady, <clears throat> but it's just, it, it, they're in a tough spot because you sit them down. Um, it, it's just, it's not a good look for the franchise. 
Is there any good way to have that conversation, Orlando? I mean, how how does a coach do that properly, whenever yeah, it is? You would you would hope in that situation that that Mike Tomlin and, and have a relationship, and and at some point, um, Ben has to be honest with himself in terms of his skill level at this point of his career. Even though as an athlete, that's very tough to do because our mind says, "Hey, we could we could still go out there and do it," but our body our arm may say something different physically. So I think, uh, you know, obviously Tomlin has to make a, a, a big decision on the organization. They do have one out. They could go down. And I think, and one of my, one of my friends who a good Stiller friend, I said they need to go down and make a call to Houston just to see if they can make a pull it, you know, obviously Deshaun out of Houston to see if they can make that trade happen. That would be big for the organization. But to the point, if you, if you, if you move Ben now, what is that saying to the rest of the locker room? Is that saying we're giving up on the season uh, when you got guys on the other side of the ball that's fighting, trying to win a championship, and, you know, you, you let your quarterback sit? So uh, I think, you know, obviously the Steelers is a first-class organization. I think they will handle it correctly just from, by everything else that they've done uh, over the past 20 years. Um, so I think you know, Mike Tomlin has that type of respect. He knows when it's time to sit Big Ben. All right, let's move from the vet. And we'll continue, obviously, to follow what happens with Pittsburgh and interesting game with the Packers this week. But let's move from the vet to the rookie quarterbacks who are massively struggling uh, from Trevor Lawrence on down. I don't know if you guys saw this coming, but bottom line, you know, the, the movement has been to play rookie QBs because of the way the salary cap is and the value you get in learning if they can play sooner than later. But are they being ruined by playing them too early? Nick, you want to start with this one? What do you think? Uh, yes, I think so. And I think it's been the trend in the NFL, even after they switched around how the, um, the rookie pay scale goes. Uh, so you weren't getting the Matthew Staffords where you're ending up with, you know, an 80 million contract for a kid that's never thrown a ball in the NFL. Um, and they're still getting paid a good chunk of change. But now, um, you know, you just you see the trend of, of having to play rookie QBs. And it, it's not working out so great. You know, it is a big transition from college to the NFL. Um, and, you know, I think being able to sit and, and kind of learn and, and uh, understand and, and get the experience of uh, how to watch film, how to be a part of an organization where you're dealing with guys that are, you know, either 22 and guys that are 36. You know, there's a big span. This isn't college where it's 18 to 22 and, you know, you're all kind of in the same mold. Um, and you know, you, you want to say, look at like, uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, Aaron Rodgers gets drafted. He sits behind Brett Favre for a couple of years and just comes out balling. Um, I think a part of that was being able to sit back and, and get the experience. Um, so yes, I, I think they're throwing them to the fire too fast. And, um, it, it's, you know, you end up with, uh, guy, guys taking too many hits, um, you know, getting, uh, you know, seeing the ghost and, and being gun shy. Um, and, you know, you, you look at Sam Darnold, you know, he obviously came with the Jets. Um, they started him right away, struggled for the three, first three years. Now he's 3-0, um, you know, with the new team. So uh, I, I think it is something that the NFL is doing, and it's doing a disservice to, to the rookie QBs. Orlando, you are you with Nick on this, or do you just – I don't know. You play them and Hey, if they're not tough enough to handle it, well, then that's just too bad. Well, it, I think it depends on the system they're in. And, um, you know, obviously with the NFL, 
if you look at Mac Jones with the Patriots, I think he'll be fine because I think Josh Daniels, Bill Belichick puts him in the proper situations to have success. I don't think they're going to let him get beat up. Now, the thing that kind of got me a little uh, ticked off this week is what Matt Nagy did with Chicago, man. He completely set Justin Fields up. Uh, didn't, you know, when you draft a guy in, 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 the, in the draft and you sit back, you got to know what his strengths and weaknesses are. He's not, you can't sit back with a poor offensive line and let this guy sit back 20 times and get killed without chipping Miles Garrett or Javane, I mean, or Clowney, either one of those guys. So when you see situations like that, this guy is, is will probably, if, if he doesn't get fired at some point or change up the game plan for Justin Fields, uh, he will ruin that kid uh, year one because, you know, obviously you got these guys coming at him, taking all these hits. Uh, he'll be David Carr number two. And it'll be sad because this guy has a ton of athletic ability. But uh, to your point, the pressure of winning in the National Football League is great. Guy coaches are only getting a couple years um, to try to develop some of these guys. So uh, you, you just hope you put them in the right position to the win. All right, topic four today, guys. The most underrated in the NFL, the most overrated player in the NFL. We're putting you on the spot here and basically, <laughs> basically asking you to – in essence, call out the media for our, <laughs> I'm just going to call myself the media and you guys are still, even though you're with us now, who, 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 give me an underrated. Let's go, let's go on the positive. That's not getting enough shine. Nick, you want to start here? Uh, yeah. So I'll take uh, Derek Carr. Um, you know, he's been playing fantastic. Those Raiders are, are uh, doing a great job. And, you know, when we talk about quarterbacks, um, you know, you were always talking about Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, and, you know, you have your top tier, and I feel like he's getting, um, he's kind of getting left behind, but he's doing a fantastic job in, with the Raiders, and, and I hope he keeps it up, because it's fun seeing Gruden um, and the Raiders be relevant and be good and winning ball games. Um, I think that's good just for the league in general. Orlando, you, know, you were shaking, you, know. you, you were nodding there. I, I think you want to say the same answer, but go ahead. No, I, I did. You know, obviously I've been riding that, uh, you know, the Raiders bandwagon for a couple of weeks now. But, you know, a guy who, uh, you know, when, when you look at the season, I don't think anybody expected Arizona Cardinals to be 3-0. Kyler Murray and what he's done, and I wasn't really high on him uh, coming out because I thought he was too small. He couldn't have success in this league. And I'm sure he'll get some shine, obviously, this week playing the Rams. But uh, just what he's doing out there in Arizona uh, with that team, and I know he has some weapons. So, uh, he's one of those guys that probably needs to be talked about more in terms of even MVP race. Um, get him going a little bit. Uh, he's doing a great job out there with the Cardinals. Let's Good, answer. The old... Good answer. Good answer. Yeah, I like it too. I like it too. He's a ton yeah, of fun to watch like also. Okay. <clears throat> Overrated, Nick. I'm putting you on the spot first here. Woo, that's tough. That is tough. I Yeah, I got a good one. I got, I'm going with a whole group of players. Overrated rookie quarterbacks. Um, you know, we, we came in the season, Trevor Lawrence was supposed to light up the world. Uh, Zach Wilson was supposed to be the savior of the jets. Um, you know, it, Justin Fields, who I think is a great talent because I'm biased to Ohio state. Um, he didn't look great. So I'm put, I'm grouping them all together. Um, and I'm going to say rookie quarterbacks, uh, were way too overrated, uh, as we were going through the spring and the summer, uh, coming into the season. This specific crop or rookie quarterbacks in general? Are we talking just the 2021? No, this, the 2021 group. Uh, they have not shown um, to the hype that we carried them in with 
they've not lived up to it yet. So I'm, I'm sticking with the whole group. They're all getting lumped together. Okay. Orlando, you're up. I agree. I think, um, you know, I, I was going to use, uh, you know, we could all pile on the rookies, man, but Trevor Lawrence, who's been, been, you know, obviously since his sophomore year at Clemson, everybody's been saying he's the next coming. I, I just want to see what he can do. I think uh, being a number one pick, um, you know, obviously I just want to see what some of these rookie quarterbacks to do in particular him, because he's been guarded the you know, the, the savior of the NFL for the, the next 10 years. So just want to see what he can do. And I know it's hard. It's only three games, so I don't want to pile on too much. But my other guy is Kirk Cousins. I don't know why, uh, just because I don't know if he's had that level of success to get as much acclaim as he's, as he's received. So he has to show and prove a little bit this year, too. Oh, I like Kirk coming up on blast. The, the Vikings are <laughs> Vikings are interesting, though. They could be 3-0. Uh, who, who, yeah. who knows where they're going to end up. All right, let's go to our picks. We got some huge games this week. Uh, last week, uh, yeah, uh, Nick, your pick of the week was New England. That didn't go well. Saints beat them 28-13. Orlando, you had a tough loss. The Raiders minus four. They were three. Ouch. Your upset of the week, though, uh, did not go well. You somehow picked the Bears, uh, which <laughs> not on the show. That's, that's on me. Uh, Nick, you had the Packers. You got them at three and a half. Um, so good job there. Uh, overall records, by the way, and you're both three and four on the year. So the, the battle is as tight as can be. Uh, Nick, you're up first. Let me, let's get your pick of the week. Pick of the week uh, this week is Cowboys minus four and a half versus the Panthers. Uh, they look fantastic Monday night. Um, I don't think the Panthers are a real 3-0 and team. Um, and so I'm taking Cowboys minus four. Uh, in Jerry's world, they're going to dominate. Don't forget, by the way, winbet.com for all your wagering needs. Orlando, pick of the week. I'm going with the game of the week, the uh, the Belichick-Brady Bowl, man. I'm going Tampa Bay plus six and a half over New England. I think it's going to be a route. Uh, I think Brady's going to come out, put on the show. Those guys are probably a little upset at how they performed against the Rams. Uh, he's going back home. I think they're going to, I think they're going to, and guys in Tampa in that locker room are going to want to win for Brady. I think it's going to be a blowout. And in the 20 minutes that we started this show, that line has actually moved to uh, the Patriots and are a seven-point favorite. Oh, seven-point, gotcha. So, so, I mean, it literally just ticked up. So, as we're doing the show here. So, there we go. There, The money's coming in on, on the Bucks, And, Orlando, you got some of that, too. Upset of the week. Orlando, you're up first. I'm going with the Lions over the Bears, man. The Bears looked so bad last week. Matt Nagy has no idea. Who's uh, who's who's going to be a starting quarterback? Um, obviously, the Lions lost a tough game last week um, against the Ravens, but I think they bounced back get their first victory this this week. Nick, um, all right. So I was going to take the same Lions plus two and a half, um, but for the spirit of the contest, I have another one. I'm going to take the Cardinals. Uh, plus four and a half over the Rams. Uh, like uh, Orlando was saying, Kyler Murray's done a fantastic job. Um, and so I think this is his time to shine. Um, and he's going to show it on a national stage. For the record, I love Nick's pick. The public is all over the Rams right now. And I still believe and will always believe that the public is going to be wrong. Let's do our, let's do our over-unders. Uh, Nick, you can go first on the, on the number play. Yeah, so I'm taking, um, of the Lions and Bears game, I'm taking the under. It's 42 right now. 
Um, I don't think they're going to score a point um, either team. So um, I think it's going to be a zero zero tie. So the under is an easy play. Orlando. Yeah, for me, I'm going with uh, my Raiders, uh, who's who I've been picking every week uh, versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Fifty two points. I think it's going to I'm going over taking the over on that game. I think it's going to be a shootout. Uh, both of those teams offenses are playing really well right now. So I think uh, it'll be a good game and it'll be a high scoring game. Gentlemen, great to be with you as we head into week four with the Hall of Famer Orlando Pace and the now on the ballot. <laughs> going to be there someday, hopefully soon. Nick Mangold, the seven time Pro Bowler. Thank you so much for checking out Big Man Bets. Be here every week and uh, we will see you after Brady and Belichick tee it up on Sunday night.